Good afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is now time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey, Fetch. Hey, Fetch. Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey, Fetch. Did that woman really say you have garnets of steel and a mind like a freaking laser? Mary, you can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Why not? Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East? Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect. You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's a, like a sign of a political incorrectness. Etan, you're always politically correct. Heck, thanks. Does, does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow? Oh, I'm sure you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the Eye Live Primetime with your host, The Fetch. All right. Thank you very much for that, Mary. From Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia, this is indeed The Fetch. And you are indeed listening to Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Today's date is Thursday. Uh, August the 5th, I guess it is, 2021, and a good Thursday afternoon to early evening to all of you listening in the United States and Canada, and a good early Friday morning to all of you listening in European and Asian time zones, and of course, wherever you're listening out there on the World Wide Web or our FM and micro FM broadcasting outlets, may all be well with you and yours. Quite a nice day here in Riyadh, relatively speaking. It was only 110 degrees outside under largely sunny skies and very mild breezes. Of course, let's not kid anyone. It was pretty hot out there, but it was a bit cooler temperature than the 119 degrees plus that I experienced while visiting the eastern regions of the kingdom earlier this week. So it was kind of nice to get back to Riyadh. There's a big difference, folks, between the scorching feeling of 119 to 120 degrees than the mild 110 degrees that we had here in Riyadh today. So it was actually kind of refreshing, quite frankly. So, But no, it's still hot. Let's not kid anybody. We're resting right now at 94 degrees at just after 1 o'clock in the morning still. So it is still quite warm outside. Uh, I think we're going to be going down to around 87, though, in the hour before sunrise. And winds are currently a moderate 11 miles per hour coming out of the north northwest uh don't know where to really start the show today you know i mean first of all good morning good afternoon all that kind of cool stuff but uh what's been on my mind here of course remains the ongoing insanity of this covid-19 global what i consider now to be a criminal syndicate and uh, it's affecting me personally uh, obviously back in the philippines with a couple of businesses now being shuttered. Um, I got wind a story earlier today where one of the Burong guys, which is like one of the local government halls over there, it's kind of like, kind of like a precinct hall in a larger city, really. And it's how they manage their, I, I guess, government organization there is in these, what they call their Burong guys. And, uh, they, they're out there pushing the vaccine as if they're, you know, working for Pfizer for free, being vaccine salesmen. The entire Brungai Hall got vaccinated, apparently, or at least most of them. And within one week, one of the women who's fairly young has feet that have blown up uh, as if she has massive cases 
um, a massive case of diabetes. And so now they're saying, oh, you have high sugar. And, of course, I doubt that they've actually checked anything. And uh, it looks like she's going to lose her legs, at least the lower portions of her legs. And, again, you know, we've been telling people over and over and over and over and over, don't be freaking stupid. You know, Sydney, uh, back over in Down Under, they're going into their sixth lockdown. For the Philippines, this is, I think, the third lockdown. People are going around it now. You know, they're tired, and they should be tired. Um, if you're having to go back into a lockdown, all you're saying to everybody is that as medical professionals, you're completely freaking moronic and incompetent. If you don't know what the hell you're doing, and all you can do is tell everybody, oh, my God, we got to shut down the work. Oh, my God, stay home. Stay in your to be afraid. Then as a medical professional, you're basically telling everybody you're completely stupid, you're incompetent, and you don't know what the hell you're doing. And get the hell out of the way, but nobody should be listening to these psychopaths. At this stage, no. Listen, we've had a year and a half of this nonsense. A year and a half of this nonsense. Imagine Sydney. It's something like what? A million people, million plus people locking down for the sixth time because some taxi driver tested positive on a variant that they can't even prove. They can't prove it. We've already had cases now up in Canada. In fact, just this past week, they can prove it. They can't even prove they have any isolated COVID anything. They can't prove nothing. These health officials can't prove anything, yet they want to say you can't travel, you can't go home, you got to take a PCR test. The PCR test is, is stupid. It's, it's, it's idiotic. It means nothing. Yet we've got all these freaking clowns all over the world requiring everybody to take a PCR test. It's, it's lame. It's fraud. It's just handing money over for nothing, literally. We are living in absolute clown world. And this is really what you get when you allow weaker, woker, moronic people to be in positions of power. Now, people say, yeah, we want they want to depopulate everybody. Okay, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But at the same time, we're not of that part. Our role here as people who are educated, sophisticated, worldly in some cases, is not to worry about how it looks from the bottom up. It is our responsibility to make decisions as leaders from the top down. You can't lead, well, you can lead from the bottom up, but generally speaking, you're going to be leading from the top down. And we're in a situation where we need effective leaders to take on what is essentially a group of moronic, stupid idiots, children, treating everybody like five-year-olds. I don't know what happened here in Saudi this week, but I'm really kind of angry. Everywhere I go, you've got to show your vaccine passport. And it's not just that, guys. You have to understand, a lot of us are very sophisticated people. We've traveled the world. We've dealt with a lot of great people. And you're you're basically being accosted at the front door by, by these very low-educated uh, unsophisticated, really brain dead people that don't know what the hell they're doing just because somebody said so. And, and, and don't let this come to your countries, folks. It's a nightmare. Everywhere you go, you feel like a criminal. Seriously, it's not even a, it, no, don't get on the top. 
Come on, man. Everywhere, 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 everywhere. It is the most absurd. It's basically treating the entire population as if it's a criminal. They're saying it's for your safety. Really? Who asked anybody to do anything for my safety, especially in my own country? Do you guys in America? And a lot of you guys are listening now. You know this. 11,000 plus dead. 11,000 plus dead in the United States. 1819. This is just what's reported, okay? Then you got another 18, 19,000 plus dead. You got hundreds of thousands of people who are damaged. You have nurses and doctors coming out with all of these various cases. We've never seen anything this disastrous in our life. Never, ever have we seen. And we don't know how to treat it because guess what? It's new. It's basically a biological weapon. We don't know how to deal with a biological weapon that's been released by Pfizer, Moderna, the CDC, the FDA, and all the other health ministries around the world. We don't know how to deal with this. It's a biological weapon. So they don't know what to do. Now, we know for a fact 11,000 people are dead in America. And then I hear all of these apologists. Oh, well, we need to get vaccinated to save you and to protect you and to protect everybody. Since when is protecting me and murdering 11,000 people go hand in hand? Did I ask you to go kill 11,000 people for my safety? Did I ask you to go damage hundreds of thousands of people for my safety? Don't invoke my safety for this. I want nothing to do with that. I do not want you killing somebody who doesn't know a thing, who is innocent, who really doesn't get it, just because you want to protect my safety. Don't invoke me in this. Keep me out of this. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with everybody else because you don't care about their safety because if you cared about the safety, guess what? There's not 11,000 people dead right now. If you really cared about people's safety, we don't have hundreds of thousands of people damaged by this vaccine. It's very simple. And it's, of course, it's not a vaccine. And that's where we're at today is that every single place we go, they're basically salesmen for vaccines, for the for Pfizer, for Moderna, for Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca. Since when did the world become salesmen for four freaking companies, all of them Jewish-owned and largely Jewish-managed? And then Jews want to tell us, we don't, rule the, we don't control the world. You want, you want to damn well bet you don't? You got what, Susan or something, Walensky at the CDC? She's a CDC. She's a nobody. She's an idiot. Your typical classic Jewish moron sitting there from the CDC saying, guess what? I'm going to nationalize all the real estate in America now. She's just saying, I'm nationalizing. You know what? You can't kick people out of your homes. You have to allow people to live inside your your residential properties, your rental properties for free. But you still got to pay the Jewish banker, don't you? Right, Miss Walensky? All of you Jews out there that think this is a joke, it's all Jewish, man. Whether you like it or not, put yourself fingers right there. What do you want me to do? Jew- well, Banks or Jewish one? You want me to point my finger over at the at the Mexican guy over here? Or do I point myself at my fingers at the Jewish people who are behind this? Who's making money on this? Jews, 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 and Jews for killing people? And you're okay with that? All you people out there, hey, show us your passport. Show us your passport. For what? Because we're all healthy? Because we're all normal? We're all living our lives? So basically you're putting five-year-olds to sit there and sit at front of doors to treat us like two-year-olds? It's insane, folks. We are living in a freaking time warp of insanity right now. And it has to be taken on. In America, 
Saudi's gone. Folks, I'm, I believe Saudi's gone. It is all about your health, your safety, your safety, your safety. So show us your passport and go nowhere and screw your life. Okay? Lots of great changes came here. But how do you invest in a country that treats everybody like a criminal? How do you invest in that? How do you bring people for tourism when basically you're treating everybody like they're some diseased criminal? How do you do it? I don't know. I don't have a plan for that. Maybe I'm in the wrong business now. But I don't like to call my customers criminals. I don't like to call my customers diseases that you have to control. I'm not Jewish. All right? I'm not Jewish. This insanity has to stop. Now, okay, certain parts of the world, it's not going to stop. They're going to go on their way. They're going to be a totalitarian, medical totalitarian nightmare. They're going to be basically World Health Organization, Bill Gates, uh, wet dreams. And we can't stop that. We really can't for now. But we do have to stop it where we have our people. You know, in America, you have uh, Pompeo. Uh, former Secretary of State Pompeo, former CIA Director Pompeo, the guy that basically got up there and said, you know, we like for a living. Yeah, he's a very trustworthy guy, right? Pro-America, Israel first, right? A lot of those pro-America, Israel first people out there for sure. Well, he got up there and gave a speech, said straight up, America's looking at societal collapse. Collapse, literally societal collapse. Is he wrong? I'm not sure. Maybe not. I don't think so. Might be right. With the way everything is running out right now, um, I wouldn't even know how to say other than that. Uh, Simple message on the coronavirus is this. Vaccines work. Of course, they don't. The single most important thing you want to do. This isn't the clip I was looking for. Protect your family just to get vaccinated. That- See, again. To protect yourself. Listen, I didn't ask you to go kill 12,000 people to protect me and my family. That's the insanity from the leadership. That's just one example. I don't know who this clown is. I believe he's in Washington. He's criticizing the CDC for basically changing all of their opinions on math. I, I don't know where the clip is, but basically it's Pompeo talking about societal collapse and national suicide. Literally national suicide. Well, I don't know if you heard the news coming out, but Spirit Airlines, uh, uh, major airline, not a major, but it's a, I don't know, a budget airline, I guess you can call it. Uh, they've got massive problems right now. They can't even fly their airplanes. They got operational problems. Guess what? We got operational problems in many places now. Why? Because the hospitals don't have staff. Why don't the hospitals have staff? Because a lot of the staff members in America understand that the vaccine kills. They get it. They get that mRNA is a, is a poison. It's a biological weapon. So the, the staff are quitting. You got a lot of people taking it, but you got a lot of people that aren't. Guess what? They're not getting staff. In fact, you look around, there's a lot of places that don't have staff. Why? A lot of people don't want anything to do with what they're doing with this quote-unquote forced vaccination regime. All of it to benefit a freaking a couple Jewish oligarchs sitting in some pharmaceutical company. When are people going to be tired of killing themselves for Jews? That's what I'd like to know. When are people going to get tired of killing themselves for a bunch of Jewish senior executives? We saw it with the opioid crisis, with the Sackler family. Now you see it. 
with Boris and Pfizer and all of these goons that are sitting there inside of Moderna that haven't produced a single quality product and brought it to market but are collaborating with Fauci. Fauci, who's probably now where you're learning, is probably just another Jew, an Italian Jew at that, whose wife sits on the ethics committee inside the NIH and basically says experimenting on humans, hey, that's ethical. Yeah, well, if I'm Jewish and and everybody else is an animal, I guess it would be ethical to me too, right? Or, or we're not supposed to know that about you in the Jewish community, that to, to practice and and to go out and kind of like, you know, practice your diabolical arts on the goyim, it's all acceptable to you Jews, right? Then you want to complain about anti-Semitism rises. Well, guess what? You're killing hundreds of thousands of people, and you don't want us to talk about it. You want to ban us everywhere. And somehow you think that we're supposed to, oh, please, I'm a two-year-old. I don't want to say anything. Folks, you gotta, you got to speak up. you got to fight back. There's another case in point, and that's the uh, education system. I'm not, I'm not going to be doing any teaching anymore. I'm out. Why? Force vaccines. Why would I teach? Why would I lend my experience to be a guinea pig for a freaking Jew sitting in some office somewhere like Boris at Pfizer just so, quote unquote, you can keep me safe? So you want to kill me to keep me safe. Isn't that nice? And I was saying, Dennis, you can't talk like that. This is, you're going to get people killed. I'm not doing anything. Okay? No matter what you say, I'm not doing anything. What's happening is people are getting injected with a biological agent because it's a biological agent. Some call it a bioweapon, and they're dying. What have we learned? What have we learned so far? The lockdowns were done to steal the country. Okay, they stole the country. At least at the, on the face of it, they, they stole America. Okay, they've got now a full invasion going on in America. We've got hundreds of thousands of people coming across the border. I heard Bannon. Somebody sent me a clip from Steve Bannon, and I know I've talked about this too, but the numbers coming in are equivalent to what we had as a division, two divisions, an army. It's basically the size of Patton's army right now that invaded Germany in World War II. That's how many we've had coming over the border. So where the hell is the military? Aren't the, isn't it their first and fourth, foremost job to protect the borders of the United States? So where are they? Well, we're proud of your service, guys. Oh, yay, 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 yay. Don't forget to support your men and women in, in the uniform. Where are they? Their first and foremost job is to protect the border. Where the frick are they? Seems like they're missing, right? Yeah, let's support our troops, right? Yeah, you know, great job, guys. Go go guard those poppy fields so that you can kill more Americans. Great job. I I I support our men in uniform. The fact of the matter is, is that Mike Pompeo may be correct. You're looking at societal collapse where you are going to have to really have a plan on how you move forward. Folks, in parts of Texas right now, the medical system is actually shutting down. Why? Because they don't have staff. Why don't they have staff? Is it because they killed them already by the vaccine? You ever thought of that? Maybe the problem we have right now is that they've actually gone out and they've already killed people. That's why they don't have to staff. Let's go out to the phones real quick. 719 area code. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Live Primetime. 
think what you're talking about is what has the military get the Israeli first place. Okay, go ahead. You're breaking up a little bit, but let's try to get the call in. Go ahead. I think what you're talking about is that the military at some level has taken the Israeli first pledge to get to that rank. I think it's the major level. I think what you would be referring to then would be the senior level, you know, the senior level ranks, you know, the, the general ranks, the brigadier generals and on up, these type of guys. And basically they have to treason, I think, take the Israeli first pledge in order to move up the line and uh, rank. It wouldn't so. doubt me. We know this. They, they, they forced the congressional members to sign it. You know what I mean? That's Cynthia McKinney told us that way back in 2013. So, yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me that they have taken a pledge to protect Israel above and all. It wouldn't surprise me. Again, I don't have any proof of that. I would like to hear some proof. You know what I mean? Just to see. I emailed Wes Clark about it, and I haven't heard that yet. Well, it would be interesting to get the information and have you call back on that. I would love to have it, uh, to be honest. But, yeah, I, uh, I'll go with that one. Right on, Seth. All right, thanks for the call, man. Uh, that's out in the 719 area code. Uh, this is, of course, uh, Inside the LA Primetime, coming to you live from um, the Middle East right now. It's uh, hot. <laughs> it's hot for sure. Uh, anyways, we're here on revolution.radio. That's revolution.radio, freedomslips.com. Uh, it is listener sponsored and supported. So I guess, uh, if you want to go out there and do something on the station's behalf, if you like what you hear here, obviously keep the wheels greased, as they say, money does grease everything. And, and that's all a good thing. We have about three minutes to go, two and a half minutes before we go into the break. So I don't want to get into any more long stories at this stage. We'll come back to more uh, after the break, the bottom of the hour. But uh, let's see, chat room, uh, if you want to join interactively with us, you can go to InsideTheEyeLive.com. That's InsideTheEyeLive.com. Click on the live chat button. That will get you into the door there. Uh, I'm going to head over there right now. Uh, it's doing okay. It's doing good, I guess. So, guys, I just see George and Blau Ocean and Blackbird. Uh, Blackbird, you might want to talk to me after the after the show here. I got something to talk to you. Aussie, how are you doing? And Fritz and a few others. So, guys, these are some of our normal guys. So you can go ahead and check that out uh, again at InsideTheILive.com. Uh, Click on that live chat button. If you'd like to call into the show, 323-275. 1314, that's 323-275-1314. So you can always give us a call there. Love to have you. You know, it's just been a rough day for me today. Um, it's not just that they ask for this passport, you know, the vaccine passport, but it's the way they do it. The mannerisms, the lack of just basic human manners, tact, you know, it's like, geez, man, I'm not a freaking criminal. Uh, you, you act like I'm diseased. And, and these aren't even sophisticated people. And the idea that we want to give this type of person power over the American people, don't even think about it, guys. You fight this back. I hear in California, you're supposed to show them your stupid card. Again, don't let it happen. I am of the opinion, guys, that if you have a societal collapse, 
a societal collapse. And that may happen. You've got 200,000 people. The military, the military is literally flying people in the dead of night and dispersing these people all over the United States. Why would they be doing that? You ever thought of that? Why would you do that? If you don't think that's treason, folks, they're just blatantly doing it to you. And you know what? You can't even get into a restaurant without showing that they want you to basically show your passport, your vaccine passport. You got to scan a QR code. You got to do all this crap, yet they're flying people all over the place. Again, there's something seriously wrong about this. I, of course, I consider it a RICO syndicate, a criminal syndicate. And it is something that is going to have to be dealt with. You just cannot allow this thing to to profit and prosper without massive repercussions against that syndicate. Anyways, it's the Fetch. Inside the Iron Line, primetime, back with more right after this. All right, everybody. Forgot to cue up all the music, man. It's still spinning like a monkey over here trying to get loaded. Uh, there it goes. I, I should go, I can I should probably go like two minutes back now and just kind of like play the bumper music and pretend that I, I just didn't start the segment yet, but no, I won't do that. I'll just, just kind of jump right into this thing. Anyways, good afternoon. Hope you're doing well. Uh, at least in the United States. Um, uh, uh, if you're us here and even in Europe now, because the time changes, our show actually starts, uh, early Friday morning. So it's a one thirty in the morning here now. And anyways, I hope you're doing well. Obviously, I, we're, I, you know what? Actually, things aren't bad for me here, by the way. But you know, I'm an old school guy and I'm just of the frame set that you don't willfully impose yourself on other people it just it just breeds resentment it breeds um indignity it's like it's like you know what I, you know I, I, all this every day asking me asking me asking me it's like I, okay i guess we shouldn't go out anymore uh, just leave that to the people who aren't bothered by it and let them do what they want to do but i really think what's happening guys in the united states we have so many so many uh cases of lack of service for lack of people and again i don't have any information i would like somebody to give me this information and what i'm referring to is this idea of hope that was going out otherwise uh maybe i think you guys heard me but nobody else could hear uh anyways I think what's happening, and, and you guys need to get the research going, because again, usually my insights are pretty good, but they don't necessarily mean they're right. Uh, they just they sound cool, right? But they're not necessarily the right thing. And when I look at cases like the hospitals don't have staff, okay? And, and you've got now cases where they keep bragging, openly talking about, oh, the Delta variant. They don't know anything. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. But the Delta variant, it's, it's, we're getting overwhelmed and same as before, the same stupid gig we did before, drive people driving out around the hospitals. They're completely empty. There's nobody there. They're not that busy. In fact, there's nobody there. And you have to wonder why, where are the people? I mean, seriously, where are the people? Did they just disappear? And you know that Bill Gates, and it's a little bit macabre, but you know that Bill Gates and you know that Charles Schwab uh, is it Schwab? I think it's Klaus Schwab, not Charles Schwab. I'm thinking about the old commercial there. Uh, Klaus Schwab, you know that, uh, Soros and many of these people are eugenicists, meaning they just basically they're the people. 
why is Spirit Airlines having such problem with staffing? You know, it's gotten so bad at Spirit Airlines this week, right? That in San Juan, Puerto Rico, they actually told their staff to get out of their uniforms, blend in with the crowd, and go escape away from the airport because all for their safety, because societal collapse. They can't, they can't serve anybody. They don't have staff. So where are the pilots? Where's the staff to run these operations? Where are the people working in the hospitals right now? Why aren't they staffed? You have hospitals right now in, uh, in, in Texas right now where you've brought in all these illegal immigrants in an invasion. A lot of them aren't of the best of health. All of a sudden you got this spike in health requirements in the hospitals. You can't get anybody to come to work. And why can't you get anybody to come to work? Is it a combination of two things? Your vaccine wasn't safe. Your mRNA wasn't safe. So you've taken a lot of your staff out. We've been predicting that anyway since the time of this started. And then you've got the other issue. People saying, screw you. We're not going to go vaccinate ourselves for you or you. We worked through this entire pandemic fine. Now, now that everything is basically done, you want us to go ahead and give our life to Pfizer? What's with that? So this is a huge problem for American companies. They can't handle it. They're not going to be able to get any of their, anybody to go work anymore, and for good reason. And it's not just that, but it's the education system. Now imagine, here, you can't get onto a campus unless you have first your first dose of vaccine and then your second dose. Now here, to their credit, again, they could be covering up, but you would hear about it. I don't hear a lot of people dying here. I really don't. I do hear some. Very few. I hear about some very serious uh, reactions, some. So, again, to those of you out there, don't do, don't go hurt that person for my safety, okay? Don't invoke me. I don't need you to hurt that person for my safety. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Again, who thinks of this stuff? Some guy sitting in Jeddah somewhere, he's now suffering because he took something that he shouldn't have taken. And you're going to tell me you did it for my safety? What do I have to got to do with the guy in Jeddah? How stupid is that? Don't invoke me with this. I don't want to be a part of that. I'd rather get sick and die myself than see that guy get hurt. Okay? So don't tell me it's for my safety. Because I don't need to be involved in anybody else getting hurt for my safety. That ain't cool. I'm not selfish. I'll die. It's okay. And don't try to tell me, oh, you could get somebody else sick. Well, guess what? Iceland. Okay? Iceland. Gibraltar, they're 90% plus vaccinated. And again, vaccine, you can't even use the term. 90% of their population agreed or was forced to take this mRNA emergency medical invasive treatment because that's what it is. Even though they didn't need any emergency, they're perfectly fine. Why would you go to do this, right? So they're perfectly fine. And they have a huge spike now in COVID cases or so they claim. Say, again, we don't know because we don't know how they test. Maybe it's all fake. But they claim to. So, okay, let me get this straight. We've got two test cases. we got Iceland, which is an island. We have the Seashells, which is another island. We have Gibraltar, which isn't really an island, but it's kind of like an island. All of them, 70, 80, 90% quote-unquote vaccinated. Isn't that great, Pfizer? You got it done, man. And now you guys are such morons that you got the greatest cases of spike anywhere in the world in these countries. 
We just had another big case spike purportedly out of Massachusetts this week. Guess what? 73% of those were all, get this Pfizer, they were vaccinated. Get this health officials, they were all, quote unquote, vaccinated. Why? Because you don't know a damn thing about the mRNA and you can't tell me you do. You can't tell me it's safe because it's right now in trial. It's in the middle of the trial. Do any of you idiots that really think this is safe, do you understand it's a trial until 2023? How would you know that it's safe? It's in the trial phase now. Now. And you're going to commit your entire population to a human guinea pig trial? I swear, if I'm the king, if I'm a dictator, you're done. You're done. Because I'm going to take, I would take you out. How dare you destroy half of my population to benefit Pfizer, to benefit Gavi, to benefit Bill Gates, to benefit Klaus Schwab. You should work for your people. Period. And that doesn't mean you sit there and cheerlead. You don't cheerlead for, for a bunch of corporations. You know, I see what's going on in the Philippines right now. It's kind of sad. So much sadness going on. Why? Because everybody's locked down. The streets are empty. Can you imagine? We're, we're a year and a half into this clown show, and the streets are empty. All right? They're, they're empty. What does that tell you? The Philippine health officials and the health industry there sucks. They don't know what the hell they're doing. You can't manage something like the flu. You can't do it. You don't know what you never heard about ivermectin. You don't know about hydroxychloroquine. You don't know all the other things that we've done over the years with the flu. And furthermore, the people there and elsewhere should be asking, how the hell are you testing this? Why don't you prove me you've isolated this thing? But see, if you're silent, you're going to get run over. It's really that simple. If you're silent, you're going to get run over. That's how it works. And and in places that are highly technocratic, you're going to get smashed. You're going to be basically living in a totalitarian, dystopian medical nightmare where everything is controlled by the health officials. Want to go to the store? Only Only the health official will allow you to come in the store. You want to go out to eat? Only the health official will tell you. How is that not totalitarian? All of a sudden, everybody's healthy, guys. Nobody really knows. Most of us. Yes, I had something. Okay, something in April. It was really hard to breathe, I'll admit. I don't know what it was. They say it was COVID. Okay, fine. So, so okay. You're going to tell me there's nothing called natural immunity? And it doesn't necessarily grow? What have you done? Have you done your research? You're willing to sacrifice all these bodies to a trial? And everybody that takes it, the smarter ones, they know they're part of a trial. They know they're guinea pigs. They know you screwed them. They know it. It's not like they're stupid. A lot of them are, but a lot of them aren't. They know they are part of a trial. They know that you may kill them in two years. They know this. You really think they don't know? A lot of people know you Force these people to take this thing just to participate in your societies. And it's the world over. And they know they're part of a guinea pig. And guess what? Because they know it's a bad mistake. They want everybody to participate in their failure. And that's where we're at today. We live in a world of failures. Period. Failures. You look at major corporations. You're telling me that Major League Sports in America is succeeding? They're not. They're losing money hand and foot. You're telling me that 
the networks, the major networks in the United States are succeeding. They got a monopoly and they're still failing. You're telling me that the Olympics, the one big premier event of the world is succeeding? Guess what? It's not. It's failing. Is it because of COVID-19? No, that's not why. It's failing because of the people involved. It's failing because of the way it's being managed. It's failing because of wokeness, liberal libtardness, leftist criminal mentality. All of these idiots standing up on the stage showing us, oh, this is my crossed hands and it means uh, we're fighting for oppression. If you were fighting for oppression, where's where are you fighting for the white guys out there? The ones that are actually at the very leading edge of being oppressed right now. Where are you fighting for, let's say, those who are Asian right now who can't get into a particular university because they don't have the right skin color? What about that type of oppression? What do you think? We don't know what's going on. But see, all of these political nonsense morons think everybody's stupid. Nobody knows. Oh, yeah, we need the big, you know. Again, these are six-year-olds treating all of the adults like five-year-olds. And the adults are like... I don't want to make the kid angry, so I'm going to go ahead and let the kids treat me like a (laughs) five-year-old. Whatever, man. Grow the hell up. Say something. You know, in... ah, Let's see if I can find this thing. It was uh, coming out of the Olympics, actually. Let's see if I can find the Olympic story real quick. Uh, I'm not sure I can, actually. Let's see if it's here. Uh, Australia. No, I don't have it. Actually, I don't have it. I'll try to find it a little bit later. Let me go into the universities again. I keep kind of skipping over the universities. You know, universities in America and here and elsewhere are basically saying, look, unless you're going to become a human sacrifice, willing to kill yourself, you can't go get an education. That's what they're saying. They don't put it that way. They say it's for your safety. But we know that somebody's going to die. We know, oh, well, it's a very small percentage. No, somebody's going to die. Don't involve me and my safety for somebody dying. And no, don't try to tell me that a 99.92% disease recovery rate is a reason to go let somebody else die because of a, of an mRNA product. We already know the recovery rates. It's 99.92 plus percent. And if you guys in the health industry actually did your job, you know, actually did your job instead of trying to kill people all the time, you would probably increase that. Probably. You know, some people say mandatory vaccination is basically institutionalized rape. Yeah, pretty much. I don't see how it's not. You know, you got people reporting now. They feel disillusioned. Uh, they can't think. They they are depressed all the time. Um, they feel spiritually lost even, like they're not connected to deity anymore. We hear these stories all the time. You know, in America, we got so many people out there vaccinated, quote unquote, poisoned by this biological agent. Um, You know, we've heard everything. And the stories, you can't stop it because it's everywhere. The only reason, the only reason people don't have a better picture of what's going on is because of the criminality of the Jewish people, a.k.a. Mark Zuckerberg. No, bitch, you can't say it's Jewish people. No, it's your culture. It's it's your freaking culture, okay? You don't want to hear anybody you want to, oh, you're going to ban that person. What do you think? We don't know about the ADL now team up, teaming up with PayPal. Again, you think everybody's stupid, right? That's the problem with the Jewish community. They think everybody is stupid while they go and trounce on everybody's rights. Trounce on everybody's, everything about every, everything society. They just trounce on it. 
because they don't care about anybody but themselves. And right now we got a bunch of Jewish companies just making tens of billions of dollars on a on a experimental drug because they're 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 whores and everybody in government works for them. You know, I don't know about Saudi, but I do know about America a little bit. Pfizer has a drug, don't know the name of it offhand, but Pfizer has a drug that basically works on blood clots. They have another drug that works on something for the problems with the uh, heart when it becomes a little bit enlarged because it's enlarged, right, and irregular heartbeats. And both of these are major symptoms of their mRNA experimental product. And guess what? They're up. Like, I think one of the drugs is up 77%. Another of the drugs is up 13%. I think the children's drug is up 13 The one that's for just clotting is up 77%. So the reality of it is, is they gave away for free a ton of these vaccines. And guess what? They're making a killing, killing people. But on the other hand, they're also making a killing, treating the problems they're creating. How sinister is that? And yet we all know that's how these guys operate. These people are mass murderers. They are criminal. What's it going to take to really put this dog down, as they say? Because they're going to put humanity down. They don't care. They're making money. It's all about the shekels to these guys. How much money can we make? Oy vey. That's all that matters to these guys. How much shekels can I break in today? They don't care if they kill you. They don't care if they maim you. In fact, it's better if they maim you than kill you. Because you're not a customer if they kill you. They get to make more money off of you if you're maimed. <sighs> so anyways, you go into the schools. They want you to basically become a, oh, I don't know, a guinea pig. It is a guinea pig. Everybody knows you're a guinea pig. It's a trial. You can't call it. That's actually being a straight honest. Uh, they're saying like the India, University of Indiana, if you want to go there, you're going to have to, quote, unquote, be vaccinated. You've got other, other universities saying, look, if you want to go to my university, even if you are doing it from distance learning, you need to be vaccinated. Why in the frick would you need? Seriously, who makes these decisions? Why on earth would somebody perfectly healthy in their home, studying online, need to get vaccinated to take a lesson from some stupid university? Now, here's the thing. We have more than 500 colleges and universities now requiring COVID, mRNA, clot shot, death shot, whatever, kill shots, whatever you want, just to go to school, just to go to their school. And you know what? Why should students go? Why would you go? Seriously, why would you do it? I got word today, people in Harvard, they're just canceling for the year. Screw it. We're not going to go. Why should we go to school for this? They're already rich. They don't need money. So why should we go to, why should we, why, why? Now that means though, by the way, with 500 medical terrorist higher institutions of learning, right? Because that's medical terrorism. 500, okay, we still have some 4,000 degree-granting post-secondary institutions in the United States. It's not all that many, but it's still 4,000. And the number has been shrinking because of why? Low birth rates. 
that, you know, it's kind of obvious here. So birth rates fall. Uh, that means you're going to have less students coming down the pipeline later. Of course, most of these universities don't do anything but indoctrinate anyway, so they're a waste of time. But if you think about it, regardless, if we can win over some of these students, they're basically being told you need to kill yourself if you want to come here. Understand this clear. Some of you are going to die. Some. We don't know how many. You can't tell me, oh, it's a very rare. Okay, tell that to the person who just died. Oh, it's very rare that you died. Yeah, so basically you killed somebody for my safety, and you don't give a crap about that person or their family. That's what you just told me. Because, oh, it's for the greater good. No, it's not for the greater good. It's never for the greater good. You have no idea what we lose by losing these people. Now, I can be really cruel, harsh, mean, and say, you know what? Kill as many of these leftist libtards as you can. Please, 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 please. But you know what? In America, it's estimated that over 65% of us really have not been vaccinated. That's why, you know why? It's not because we're vaccine hesitant. It's because we're smart. We're not stupid like other countries. We're not going to sit there and just bow down and go kill ourselves for a bunch of Jewish companies. And even though a lot of people don't know that you're committing suicide for a bunch of Jewish companies, a lot of us do. A lot of us are very clear on this. A lot of us understand that the vaccine companies, the pharmaceutical companies, have killed millions upon millions of Americans. The Sackler family and their story about the opioid crisis is just one small example of Jews willing to kill people using pharmaceuticals. It ain't that hard. People get it. It's not. It's 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 actually kind of simple. Every time you see mass murder, there's a shekel somewhere behind it, and you got this guy wearing this little small beanie hat. It's not that hard. Just keep looking. Seriously, it's not hard. So after about 15, 20 of these, okay, it's a Jewish thing, man. It must be a Jewish thing. And, and, and quite frankly, it really is. Anyways, these 500 schools are now saying, if you want to go here, offer yourself up to die, you stupid. All right? Offer yourself up to die. It's that simple. If you don't die, all right, great. You can come to school. All right? If you're not damaged, great. You can come to school. Are some people going to die? <laughs> yes, of course. Anyways, you've got these massive numbers now. I think it's 20 million students in the United States that are going to school. Now, again, uh, why should these students not rebel en masse. Again, half of this only works because of the compliance of the people. They just go along with it. They, they like, they don't care. They're all for, okay, I know, I'm part of the medical tyranny thing. And you know, recently we had a caller come in, Lonnie, and he's saying, you know what? These people are on a target list. But if you're looking at societal collapse guys, the frontline collaborators are right there. In America, your frontline collaborators are those who went along with this agenda. That's that's just the bottom line because all of this decay and collapse was brought about by what? The final coup de grace was in, embodied or placed into this COVID campaign of terror. So how can you tell me they're not part of this problem? You can't. The doctors, come on, you've got pharmaceutical boards telling doctors, if you dare, if you dare use hydroxychloroquine, we're going to take away your license. And you're telling me they're not part of the collaborative unit, that they're not collaborators here? You, I, I mean, are you guys okay 
with a doctor being denied the ability to treat his patients because some communist hack sitting up in some board somewhere told them they can't do it? And in a societal collapse business, you don't see that as a problem? That they destroyed your country, your family, your way of life? You don't see a problem with these people? See, that's where it's headed. Whether you like it or not, that's where this thing is headed if it's not solved peacefully. You've got the CDC essentially nationalizing private property in America. Who the hell is the CDC? A Jewish-run crap organization that is so stupid, everything they say is wrong, yet everybody wants to listen to them because, oy vey, we got to listen to a bunch of freaking stupid Jews, right? And then she comes out and she says, I, the director of the CDC, am a proud Jewish woman, and I have I have decided that on behalf of myself and my Jewish brothers and sisters out there that we're going to nationalize all of the different rental properties in America. She said it, basically. She may not have said it exactly as I just told you, but that's what she said. Meanwhile, how much Jewish influence is in higher education? You'd be shocked. You'd be shocked. 25% Jewish in Yale? Really? Harvard? 25%? Think about it, guys. It's the Fetch Inside the Eye live primetime back after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It is the Fetch Inside the Eye live primetime. It is uh, August, August, August. I almost said April. August 5th, 2021, at least for those of you in our primetime flagship station revolution radio at freedomslips.com or revolution.radio. Again, listener-sponsored and supported radio. Um, but anyways, <laughs> it is... Uh, Anyways, it's it's early here, though, 2 in the morning. I forgot what I was going to say. But welcome back. Welcome back. You know, the Olympics are going. Anybody watching the Olympics? Come on, raise your hands. Raise your hands. I am definitely not watching the Olympics. I have no idea what's going on with the Olympics. I only get kind of the fun stories that are emailed to me or otherwise. They're calling the Olympics, meaning L-I-M-P, licks. I mean, X, something like that. So, anyways, we have... Pretty much one of the dumbest events being staged on the world today. Imagine all of these absolute superstars uh, in the world of sport. And mind you, I love sports. I, I wish I could go out there and be an Olympian, I guess. But I wouldn't be woke. Um, but it's like, okay, what are we going to do, right? These guys don't want to work. They want to do social justice stuff. So you got like... Uh, uh, Megan Rapinoe, you know, she's out there crying, oh, we lost to Canada, oh my God, this is terrible, it's very bitter. Well, you know what, if you weren't so stupid, Miss Rapinoe, and if you were out there like, you know, like uh, doing some sprints and maybe doing some more drills or practicing a little bit or just doing something, maybe you wouldn't lose because, you know what, you're not dedicated to your craft anymore, are you? And then remember, they were going to like, very proud to bring in this New Zealand weightlifter, this guy pretending to be a girl. Yes, oh, my name is Megan. Oh, I'm very, actually, her name was Laurel Hubbard, I think. Um, but anyways, a New Zealand weightlifter, this guy, right? <laughs> I feel like a girl today. I want to compete with the girls. Well, he goes out there and he's like the first freak, transgender, whatever you want to call him. I think they're kind of compatible, uh, similar there. 
he goes out there, competes. The first freak to ever be in the Olympics, basically a guy competing as a girl. And on his very first outing, what did he do? First try at lifting 120 kilograms, he failed. That's right. He failed at 120 kilograms. Goes up there and tries it again. Failed. Second try. Failed. And then he tries to bump it up. Fails it again. And then he fails a third time and a a fourth time at 125 kilograms. But you know what? Never mind. It's all about, oh boy, this is so great. This is so wonderful. Oh, I'm a man competing as a woman. And oh, I'm so brave. Look at me. Oh, I'm a role model for the future. Yay. Yeah, you're a loser, dude. Not only could you not compete with the women, but you lost against the women and you're a dude, all right? Competing in your own category and you couldn't even lift it one time. You didn't survive just one lift. Three failed lifts. Well, okay, there you are. You're going to be in history as the first dude to compete as a woman who lost. The least you could have done was one so we could all be, yay, he's killing women's sports, but you couldn't even do that for us, dude. Meanwhile, uh, Miss Lee Wenwen, that's a Chinese lady, she set three Olympic gold medal, uh, actually not gold, she set three Olympic records on her way to winning a gold medal. But hey, who cares? We gotta worship Laura. Oh, the man pretended to be a woman. Yay! This is so, you know what? I feel like I'm like, I don't know. Uh, maybe skipping to the tulips and oh boy, this is so exciting. Oh, I love it. And then Simon, remember the story about S- Simone Biles? I think her name is. Of course, apparently what she did, which is actually egregious, to be honest with you, she bailed on the team competition. So basically, basically she told her team, screw you guys. You're going to lose because I don't want to compete. That actually is not cool. To bail on your team is not cool. But she bailed. Then she goes back and she competes in an individual thing and she wins a bronze. And oh, she's up there smiling. Yay, look at me. But you know what? You bailed on your team. You bailed on your team. You actually left, let your team down and now we're supposed to cheer you because you won a bronze medal for yourself while you let your whole team down? No, 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 no. I ain't got any time for that. So I'm not interested. Simone Biles, she lost out to two Chinese athletes. And guess what? Same thing. If you spent more time focusing on your craft and not worrying about all this crap that everybody wants to give you, I don't know, props for, maybe you would have done better. Just maybe. But guess what? You know what? She's got to do all these photo shoots. She's got to get their deals with Nike, Hershey's, Kellogg's, Visa. She's out there pumping United Airlines, Uber Eats, some mattress firm and whatever else she's doing. And Okay, great. You made a lot of money, lady, but don't ask us to cheer for you anymore, for sure. Anyways, it's gotten so bad out there that essentially this is their leftist nutcase talking point. You know, they're talking about, oh, this is such a great Olympics for intersectionalism and unity for oppressed people. Try being a white male right now, guys, in America. You want to see what oppression is? Yeah, look on TV. Just look at the commercials. Look at the shows. Just see what it is. So the bad news has gotten worse. You got a lot of people up there on the stand, you know, the podium, doing all of this social justice warrior nonsense. And guess what? I guarantee you this Olympics is going nowhere with the American people. I guarantee it because the American people don't have any interest in this crap. 
Again, you have such a hyper minority of people engaged in this type of lunacy that it's not going to fly in America. Bottom line, it's just nobody's going to be interested, nor should they. Um, Israel, uh, big story coming out of Israel right now. As you know, Israel, along with uh, Iceland, Gibraltar, seashells, Israel now is going into full lockdown mode again also. But what they're doing is they're now reintroducing the vaccine passport. I don't know what they'll call it in Hebrew, just would like to get the name of that. So they've got more lockdowns coming. So basically, if you are in the test group, okay, because that's what this is. If you're in the test group, meaning you've received your mRNA product, you would be able to go ahead and participate in society. If you are not a part of that test group, you will not be able to participate even if, even if you have had this disease and the state declared you to have been already um, recovered from it, meaning you would have antibodies. Let's go out to the 917 area code. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Hey, uh, hi, Dennis. It's Reese from uh, New York. Hey, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Am I coming through clearly? Well, you're a little bit quiet, you know. It's I think it's your just microphone system you're using, but you're coming clearly enough, so go uh, ahead. Hang on. I'm going to try something. Tell me if this sounds better. Uh, hold on. Okay. Do I say, do I sound better now? That's a little bit better. Yeah, you're a little more direct, yes. Guys, we're doing live sound checks okay. right now on Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Coming to us live on our first sound check, Reese. Hi, Reese. How's your sound check coming? Oh. It's good. Yes, go. Well, you sound good. You know, though, it's important that you do it. I'll tell you why. So many of these callers, not so many, but a good number of them that call in, not to your program, but to others, they're using, they must be using 999 Walmart, you know, plug-in earbuds. They sound like they got about 50 hertz bandwidth. The voice sounds so thin and tinny that, like, the listeners have to suffer through it. And I try not to do that. When I call, I happen to be in my car right now. It was on my yeah, Bluetooth. We, but we, actually, heard, we actually heard that. Don't worry. We did hear that. I could hear the, like, <laughs> the cars are wishing by. Hey, hey, let me just, Dennis, first let me just address what you said triggered something in me about Simone Biles. I was watching the Olympics the other night after she went back to perform. After first, she quit. I mean, could you imagine the team leader? I believe she's the team yeah. leader for the American Olympic team. Quits. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, really. That's yeah, my attitude also. Oh, it's despicable. And then she goes back to win for herself. In other words, typical blacks, they, they don't love America. They're not patriotic. And not just blacks, but other minorities in America. They don't give a damn about this country. They care about what they can get. They want to know what they can get from this country. And that's all she was about was getting for myself. But the other thing that bothered me more than that, did you see when she cheered on the opposing Chinese uh, Olympic competitor when she was on the uh, the beam? Did you see it? Uh, no, I have not watched a single, not one single oh. thing from the Olympics. I watch it because I listen to other things at night either streaming YouTube or an interesting broadcast on, on COVID or something, and I put it on 
just because some of them are actually are good competitions to watch. But I just happened to be watching because I wanted to see how she would do. I mean, she's clearly been vaccine damaged because she got triple jabbed before they would allow her to travel to Japan. I'm sure you're aware of that. I didn't. I'm an expert in vaccines. Uh, she said that that's actually one of the, from the mRNA vaccine in particular, one of the most common serious side effects is neurological damage because it causes an inflammation in the brain. And uh, I'm not a doctor to explain the entire process, but they said motor functions, uh, malfunctioning, bad motor function is one of the most telltale signs that you've been vaccine damaged. So she could not balance herself. And I'll tell you, Dennis, I guarantee you, she, well, I don't want to guarantee you because if she's smart, which I'm not sure that she is, she probably figured out the connection between the vaccines. If she has, in fact, figured it out, I bet you she came under tremendous pressure by the Olympic Committee saying, if you make any public statement, even suggesting there may be a connection, you'll lose all of your sponsorship and possibly be stripped of your medals. Mm. But yeah, uh, that's hardball. Now, not everyone is because although let's say 60 percent of those receiving the mRNA vaccine will be will have some form of um, blood clots. It doesn't mean that every person who gets it is going to have a serious blood clot. Some Correct. may not get any blood clots at all. The same way every child that gets a mercury containing vaccine does not develop autism. Many of them do, but not every single child does. Correct. But, you know, as I say, I feel bad for her in a way because she's I mean, could you imagine years in preparation for that event? And then you don't know which wrong, but you can't balance during the competition. Wow. OK, that's some interesting news that adds to the story that I did not have. Still quitting on your team is not great. But again, you know, she's putting herself in front of helping others she could just say hey look guys i've been triple jabbed i'm screwed i'm screwed and she would have been a hero to everybody instead she goes out she wants just what she gets for her and she doesn't care about everybody else so you know what i mean yep you know obviously obviously if she had the character of someone let's say like dr luke montagnier that went public or other doctors in the last few weeks that are putting their careers, their medical licenses on the line. Uh, that would be a great person, someone who stands up for principle, for the greater welfare of others, and not just for their own selves. But I can tell you, in America nowadays, and especially someone coming from the inner city black community, that's about as rare as finding a needle in a haystack. And I have much, many years experience wor uh, working around these people. Unfortunately, it's a character issue that we're seeing with NBA and professional football players. They're like spoiled brats. They're frozen in their adolescent um, narcissism, and they're complete ingrates. They have absolutely no appreciation for the blessings they've gotten from this country. I heard it said from Muhammad Ali. I'll never forget it. Muhammad Ali was in an interview on BBC back in the 70s, and the interviewer, uh, obviously, a, you know, a a leftist uh, uh, that was part of multiculturalism and trying to goad him into going along with the anti-white uh, rant that he was trying to lead him into, Muhammad Ali said, excuse
excuse me, he says, but I, first of all, I thank God that my ancestors were brought over on those slave ships. And he says, I kissed the ground that they landed on because back in Africa, and he went to Africa, remember that famous yes. fight that he had with George Foreman? Yes. Remember? Yeah. He said he couldn't wait to get out, along with the rest of the athletes. They couldn't wait to get out of there. And he also said that in Africa, kings in Africa do not enjoy the lifestyle that professional athletes like I enjoy. And so I really respected him for, for being honest like that and, and being appreciative of the blessings that he received. But remember, Muhammad Ali grew up before the, the radical 1960s, the late 60 radicals of uh, mentality of Malcolm X, let's say. And um, I, you know, I never forgot that. I always respected him for that. You know, I want to say this. Are you familiar, Dennis, with the RBN network? Of course. I, I'm familiar with it, but I'm not familiar with the programming they have there. Okay, you're not affiliated. So if I say something about RBN, it's not going to have any impact on you. On you, is it? No, no, because they're they they have nothing to do with me at all. I have no affiliation. All right, with them. then. If you'll allow me, I'm going to un unmask this Michael Rivero, <laughs> and I've been on to Rivero for a long time. For okay. years, I knew this guy was a fake conservative. Let me tell you how. What's going on with RBN? You know that woman that calls up Murr yes. on occasion? Yes. They banned her. And they banned a number, quite a number of other callers. Generally, the ones that were Jew-wise got cut off of RBN. Now, listen to this. John Statmuller, who runs the network, comes on, oh, about two or three weeks ago. And he gives this story. He says, Something's going on with the chat room. Somebody's posting, I don't know, porn or profanity to the point where we're going to have to take the chat rooms down. Now, as soon as he said that, Dennis, I knew he was lying. And I was saying, what is the real reason he's taking the chat room down? And I figured out what it is. Listen to what I tell you. You're going to say, this is hard to believe, but I'm telling you it's true. About the same time that he banned Murr and a, quite a number of other callers that are very conservative and are Jew-wise, um, he then started getting, all of a sudden, this different set of callers came in that I've never heard on the networks, on many different programs, not just Michael Rivero's, but on others as well. And I said, wait a minute, all these other callers that have been calling in for years suddenly disappear. He takes down the, the chat rooms. And then all of a sudden, these other calls are calling in. And guess what, Dennis, what the common thread was? Let's see if you can guess. What was the common thread with all the new callers? Mm, right, go ahead. Fill me in, man. I'm not going to guess. They, they never mention any word that starts with the letter J. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. No. What, 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 you, what you're saying, I mean, unless you have more to add to that, I'll comment. But if you have more to add, go oh, ahead and add it. Go, go ahead. Just go ahead and I add do. it. Let me go on. Let me go on to my phone call. I call up because I'm going to unmask him now. Now I'm going to unmask him because he's spreading this information and he's again towing the official anti-Trump party line because like Fox News, he's a phony conservative. He's, um, uh, which is his name on Fox? Uh, 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 
these these the, Tucker uh, or Hannity? Pundit on Fox. Tucker or Hannity? Tucker Falls. Tucker. Tucker is a oh, he's a he's a leftist. He was a lefty all throughout college with a bow, wear, bow tying bow tying wear, uh, wearing lefty. And so what they do is they always put in a phony one because what did we learn about the communists from Solzhenitsyn? They want to control all the opposition groups. So they put in somebody like a Michael Rivero or many others that are phony conservatives. So I call into Rivero and I say to him, you know, Mike, I think I figured out that you're not genuinely a conservative. And I said, you're probably chuckling. But why don't you allow for the amusement of your listeners for me to expound a little bit on it? And do you know what happened? Now, he, the reason I called in is he cut off the most popular caller that's on the network, a guy from Florida that calls in, and he's very Jew-wise, and he talks about illegal immigration. He's pro-Trump, uh, and he's very smart. And they, he cut him off cold. And so I called in to say, Mike, why did you cut this guy off? Because other callers asked him to call in and to respond to something that the other callers wanted him to respond to. Mike cut him off cold. You know what he did? He tried to change the subject with me. I went right back on subject. And then when I did, he said, well, look, I'm not going to argue with you. I said, we're not arguing, Mike. We're talking. I'm simply asking you a question on why you cut the caller off. When the callers, several of them said, would you please have this guy from Florida call in and, and answer the question? Tom from Florida. Here's what happened. Now, check this out, Dennis. Check this out. He cuts me off, but on the other line, I stayed on hold. I was on the telephone uh, listening line. So immediately when he cut me off, I wanted to see what came through and check it out. The switchboard when I called in, immediately cut off to another caller that was pre-recorded. So what they did is that the listeners never heard me having an exchange with Michael Rivero. What they heard was they spliced over my phone call with some question from another program, just any caller that called in and have a conversation with him. And the callers, the listeners, never knew that I was wow. censured from even expressing any dissent. Because I think this network knows That's, Michael Rivero is a phony. That is How dirty. Like that? That's dirty. That's dirty. If they did oh, that, yeah. that is amazingly dirty. I can't imagine playing oh. that game. That is so unethical and dirty. I can't believe. Oh. That is unbelievable. Oh. That's an interesting story, actually. You know. Can so, I just go one step further? Uh, you've got about up. two minutes, okay? So one go step ahead. Further. Yeah, two minutes. Go yeah, ahead. No, no, just for another minute. Here's what, because it's important for the listeners that are listening to your broadcast that might listen to him to know this. What, what Stat Muller did is he made a deal with the devil for money. I noticed Stat Muller never asked for donations, hardly at ever again after these new callers came in. Here's what happened. Some Jew funding organization contacted Statmuller and said, here's what we're going to ask you to do. You get rid of the conservative callers that are Jew-wise, and you get rid of your message board so nobody will be able to, if we cut them off on the air, they won't be able to go on to the uh, chat room and discuss and expose what's going on. And then we're going to give you funding. You won't need to beg for money anymore. And we're going to give you a whole list of these callers, you know, kind of like when you hire an Indian a firm in India uh, to have roto-calls. Uh, for advertising. That's what Stat Muller did. And I got to tell you, 
that's about as despicable as it gets when you, you know, pretend to be some flag-waving American. Uh, yeah, absolutely, because now we have another. What's amazing, too, is that, you know, as you know, I go back to the Oracle Broadcasting days, and, and we were part of really Oracle Broadcasting was considered uh, top-tier Patriot Radio you had Genesis, which is, of course, Alex Jones, and then you had RBN. We were the three dogs, you know, in in the pool at the time, as far as networks go. So to hear RBN do that, oh, my gosh. That's a, that's actually interesting yeah. news because that just shreds credibility to no end if people really understand oh, yeah. that game is being played. That leaves, that leaves uh, the fetch, it's man. So that leaves the fetch as the only guy standing, man. Been doing this a long time. <laughs> You know what, Fetch? Let me say this to you. You are one of the only broadcasters out there that will use, that'll name the Jew. And I mean almost nobody out there will name the Jew. And I don't mean going into a rant like that guy, John, that used to, I think his name was John, the guy with the anger issue. I don't mean going into a rant, but I mean naming them for the crimes that they've committed. You're one of the only guys that'll do it. Yes, I I don't I I kind of believe you there, and uh, but I, if what you said is true, then the, this show becomes uh, really kind of important to to the movement. So, thanks for the call, Reese. Uh, we're going into that break as you can hear. Okay. So, thanks for the call. We'll be back right after this, everybody. Okay. All right, All right everybody, welcome back. It's indeed the patch inside the I Live Prime Time. That was an interesting story, man. Uh, from Reese out in New York. I'll tell you what he described. It's unbelievable, but it's not. Uh, knowing how this Jewish syndicate works, uh, I can actually believe they would actually try to do what we just heard. That would be unbelievable, but it really wouldn't be. Let's go back out to the phones. 412, Eric. Hi, welcome to Inside the Live Primetime. Hi, Fitch. Hello. Scaredy Cat. Yes, hi, Scaredy Cat. How are you? Welcome back. I'm fine, thank you. I was, when you were talking about the weather, uh, hot weather cooled down to 115. 110, yes. Yeah, she used to wait for the bus in the old port city of Karachi on the um, Arabian Sea coast. And she said it was always quite pleasant at 110, 112 because of the breeze coming in from the sea and the dry, the dry desert. Uh, oh, well, that's interesting. They're stealing all this nice air from Saudi Arabia, eh? <laughs> right. To refrigerate its, its very, neighbors. Very good. Hopefully. So what do you, what do you have for us? Hi. Sorry, I just talked over you. Yeah, go ahead, just quickly, because we have other callers calling in, so go ahead. Oh, okay, yes. Um, so, yeah, uh, just uh, to say congratulations again for your decade of leadership. Well, thank you. I didn't want to include uh, last week because I'm, you know, new new listener. So, um, just on the name Susan Waleski, um, it's a good merging. It's a contraction of the two uh, uh, ladies. The uh, Susan, it's um, Wojcicki, the YouTube uh, CEO. I like to call them cruelty enjoyment officers. And Walensky is Rochelle, the director of the Centers of Disease Control. 
Um, I think I've been hearing Susan Wolensky. So it's a contraction of the two names, which is actually highly uh, appropriate. It's a contraction like that famous couple, uh, Brangelina for Brad Pitt and mm. Angelina Jolie, because these two uh, women work hand in hand, um, you know, the, to profit the medical salaries of um, uh, Rochelle Wolinsky and all the medical people. And that profit is driven by relentless social advice, you know, repeated stalking by Susan Wojcicki uh, running YouTube. And mm-hmm. um, I think we ought to always say their names rather than just saying, oh, YouTube did that. Well, YouTube is just a logo. And it used to be owned by, you know, um, three young men, Muslims and Christians, uh, until, uh, you know, the Jews bought them out. And we should always say, you know, the Jewess Susan Wojcicki did this at YouTube or made, because she's employing, you know, thousands of people and they're just working for a salary coming from her. Um, just a little reminder, not to use the names of the logos, but the names um, of the Jew culture people actually running the, you know. Production. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, 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 yeah, of course we agree with you on that. Uh, you just can't say YouTube. You just can't say the government. You know, you have to use the names. The government is rather etheric. There are people in departments, people who make these decisions, and that's what has to be brought out. So, so yeah, I would agree with you. So, anything else, real quick? Yeah, just um, uh, Ron Unz. He's another millionaire Jew, and the Unz Review. And I think lots of good-hearted people have been duped into using his um, collection. He just set up this mega database, and um, you know, people can reference different authors' work. So I was hoping uh, perhaps you could talk to Golden Pie French and uh, Blackbird Nine to set up, see if they can set up a library that we can always refer to and not have to use uh, these other people's names and keep making them famous. Okay. It's only going to start off small. Yeah. So instead of the unreview, which everybody is, keeps repeating, Let's be the, you know, Blackbird review or the Golden okay. Pipe Review. The G- that everybody GPR review, huh? The GPR review. Sorry? The GPR review, the Golden Pipe yes, review. Absolutely, the golden. And it'll be golden and shining and diamonds and bright and where good people can go with a clear heart that uh, they're supporting him. Maybe we can all chip in a few dollars to give him a little bit of a salary. There you um, go. He always, you know, obviously all you good guys, you do most of your stuff for free. Um, but it's worth it to set up a new library and not have to go to the New York Times. I never want to mention them again. You, you know, let these become the good guys. There you go. That's a brilliant idea. All right. Blackbird, you heard the call, man. And GPR, you heard the call. Okay, thanks so much, Scary Cat. Uh, those are a couple brilliant ideas. We want to appreciate that for sure. Um, it's the Fetch inside the iLive. The phone numbers are now free again. Uh, for whatever reason, it was ringing to a different device. I've shut off the other devices. So if you want to go ahead and try to call back in, 323-275-1314. That's 323-275-1314. 
I don't know if this is true or not. Really, I don't know. But uh, the New York Times came out with an opinion piece. Again, I don't know if it's true. Goes back a year ago now. Not no, not a year. Say February 2021, and it says opinion and big bold letters, uh, large font. Don't go down the rabbit hole. And then a subtitle: Critical thinking as we're taught to do it isn't helping in the fight against misinformation. And it's like, are these people really that stupid at the New York or New York or whatever you want to call it, Sleesburger Times? Yeah, they actually are, folks. You know, a lot of us want to give these guys credit for being really, really smart people. They're not, okay? They're not. A lot of these people are just idiots. All that they can do is write. And they can't even write well. So they have to write all this crap that makes zero sense because that's the only way they're going to make money. And it's the only thing they can get paid for. And that's kind of what does happen here. And uh, I'll tell you what, this uh, I think this caller tried to call in last Saturday, or I think, and we just couldn't add you. It's got an anonymous call. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Life Primetime. Yeah, Fetch. Hi there. Miles from Maine. Miles, I wouldn't even think of that, Miles. How are you, man? Good, how you been doing? <laughs> Long time no talk great. to. So you're the guy that's trying to sneak in on me on Anonymous. I'm like thinking, man, you guys you guys don't rest. You're really true. And it was welcome. Good to see you. I was wondering who that was last Saturday. I just couldn't add your call. I just wouldn't add. Yeah, you know, um, I heard Reese. And I heard Reese that day on RBN. And I got to say that I'm not buying in to that argument that Reese presented there because Michael Rivero talks about Jews all the time. And so does John Stantmiller. Mm. And the reason Murr got in trouble is because John asked her to quit doing whatever she was doing on the uh, on the uh, chat, and she wouldn't stop doing it. And he asked her politely two or three times, and it, it was because that it can compromise that chat, and then it can lead to some pornographic material being put up there and then having the site taken down. And that has happened on that site in the past. So Statnower asked her not to do that. Now, the caller, he's talking about Tom from Florida, who I know personally. Tom is a great call. In fact, I, I called him, I gave him the nickname, the AK-47 of talk radio because he puts out so much good information so fast. Uh, but Tom repeats a lot of what he says over and over. So Michael Rivero asked him and said, look, you know, we listen to you say this stuff over and over. He said, do you have anything else to add to it? And Tom is excellent on immigration. Um, he's got a lot of foreign travel experience. He's a great caller, period. But Michael Rivero said, and he, and rightfully so, he said, Tom, he said, uh, you know, we've heard this story, you know, many and many and many a time over. He said, do you add, can you add something to it? And he just kept going back because Tom often repeats himself. He said, well, Tom, I've given you enough time and I'm going to end the call. You know, I've got more callers, much like your show or any other show. And that's all that was about. I think Reese kind of jumped the gun on it 
although Reese is a good call too, and Reese might may have very well have his own reasons. But I hear Michael Rivera. I hear just about every everybody on that network except I'll say one guy. You can't even think about saying anything Jew or anything like that. And his name was James Kelso. Mm. Uh, and for whatever reason, I don't know. But the rest of them, no, they'll tell you straight out, uh, you know, long, hard, and continuous. Um, so I, I think Reese's, you know, uh, perception of that wasn't quite as accurate. And uh, and like I said, Tom from Florida, who I've had call your show, because uh, I've told people you want to hear a great show, you got to hear the fetch. Yeah, thanks, man. And with that fetch... Yeah, with that, I'll let you go because I don't want to take up all your time either. But I just wanted to let you know that. And I wanted to let you know because Murr's a great call, too. But uh, she was persistent with Stat Miller and doing whatever the hell she wanted to do. And, you know, when you got a guy that owns a station, I don't know how much they care for that. Okay, well, that's uh, all right. I guess it's the talk about the RBN Network Day today. Uh, I guess that Miller should call me up and maybe pay for my salary today because I'm giving a lot of advertising. Uh, So, Miles, thanks so much. (laughs) You know, thanks so much. Good to hear you, Fetch. Keep up the keep up the great job, man. Thanks so much, Uh, guys out there that are trying to call in. We just have a situation for whatever reason we're not able to add you to the line right now. So when the line frees up, just feel free to call right back and try it again. So unfortunately, just, just keep trying. I'll, I'll get you just as soon as I can here. Uh, we're going to go out now, I think to the 360 area code and I trying to add the second line. If it doesn't add, just call back 360. Uh, hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Well, hi, Fetch. This is Jenna calling Jenna. from Olympia, Washington. How are you? Jenna, I'm hot. I'm sweaty and all that stuff. It's just hot here, but I'm doing great. <laughs> How are you? Well, good. We're doing all right. Trying to keep cool. It is a little hot over here. And um, when we get a chance, we go on the Internet and look at stuff. And what I thought was very interesting that I wanted to share with you and your audience is there was a panel from the Carnegie Foundation Live back in April discussing the political systems, insights, and lessons from the COVID pandemic on global governance. Wow. Mm. There was a representative from Bulgaria, Singapore, and Oxford University sharing their perspective, their thinkers and writers, that their career is focused on global governance. And the ambassador of Singapore is a permanent member of the UN. So this is like those, you know, highbrow thinkers getting together for a Zoom meeting to discuss their perspective on the COVID and what they see is how we will lead, because they're the leaders, you know. And um, I thought it was very interesting, the Asian perspective coming from the ambassador of Singapore. Well, what did he have to say? I mean, just leave us with a quick, yeah, a quick idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the ambassador of Singapore is saying the communitarians are doing so much better with this. And she was saying most of the Asian countries were communitarian and we can handle the state ruled law. And then she went on to say, you know, like New Zealand and some of the West are becoming more communitarian because they will trust the state. 
and you know, I'm like, wow. Just well, listening you in. know, actually, I think this, this guy. I think honestly, this guy sounds a little bit deluded then, because Singapore uh, about a week and a half ago has said enough is enough. We're not playing the game anymore as a national government. They're going to treat COVID as just a standard flu. No more testing. No more. They're done. They're finished with this BS. Okay. It's possible that things have changed because yeah. this was April 22nd. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, just a week and a half ago, Singapore said we're, we're finished. We're going to treat this as a standard flu. We're not going to do any testing. We're, we're done with this. We're, we're tired of this nonsense. And so they pretty much, I think, now have put a stop to it as a national government. And you did, and you also heard about Alberta. I didn't. They stopped, they stopped all the mandates. I think it was August 3rd, a freedom fighter named Patrick King followed through in all the court proceedings, you know, demanding that there's evidence to prove that this has been an isolated virus and they couldn't do it. So it was in the books and court. So Alberta mm. supposedly, you I've, know, yeah, I've. Yes, I've heard of this. On it. Yeah, I've heard of this. I did hear about that story. And, and again, but what is the government doing there now? We, we've got a lot of victories, actually, courts. Uh, we have one in Portugal where the PCR test has been already said it's not fit for function or purpose. It should not be used for this. I think there's other trials up in Canada that have done a pretty good job in Canada, better than the U.S. even. Um, but the government yeah. ignores everything. You know, they just ignore it. They just keep going as if, oh, well, whatever the court, whatever the courts say, we don't care. They have no jurisdiction over us. And so we're going to do what we want anyways. And I think that's the real issue for the Canadians now. But I am aware yeah. of that story. I haven't, okay. I haven't checked into it to say, hey, now what's the government doing? I don't have that yet because normally we hear these stories, but we don't get any confirmation that the government's changing direction. You know? Right. Right. It's this hopeful something going out there. Right. But I also do need to point out there's this international cooperative effort for climate change that's creeping and crawling everywhere. Yes, yes, yes. And so it's the climate change, the geoengineering, it's all slimy. And then also, you know, this sliminess of COVID and the lack of knowledge people have on health. Then that's, that's, that's what's tricking so many people into, you know, thinking one way or another and taking sides. But I'm seeing here in Olympia, you know, I have to go into town once in a while. People are all masked up and I'm not and nobody cares. You know, nobody's saying anything, but those that are masked up, they're just, you know, stonewalled. So I'm seeing more of that. I'm seeing people masking up all over again. Okay. Uh, again, uh, it's obviously a problem. And, of course, you've got the fights now between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. I hear that's becoming a bigger problem in some areas. Uh, we'll have to see how that plays out now. Um, right. So, yeah, I hear you, man. Good stuff. All right, thanks. That's, yes, that's all I have. All right, thanks. That's Jenna, everybody, up in uh, Tacoma. What's Olympia. That? Olympia. I was going to say Tacoma. Uh, Olympia. Thanks, Jenna. Thanks for the call. And right, again, thanks, for- th- thanks. And it's the fetch again inside the I Live. Uh, prime times. I'd like to get in again. I'm not able to add a second caller right now. Don't ask me why. I think it's a Skype issue. So if you'd like to call in again, 
feel free to do so. The phone lines are, again, open, and we'd love to take your call. Uh, we were talking about, you know, the this, I guess, this uh, piece coming out of the New York Times where they're saying that critical thinking is something that, uh, you know, it isn't helping in the fight against misinformation. That's really what we're hearing now a lot. If you go on to, to CNN, to some of the Fox shows, I, I'm sure, but CNN for sure, and I'm sure elsewhere. You have a lot of these pundits out there talking about how, gee, you know, this misinformation on the Internet. Isn't it funny that they actually think they're the ones with actual real information? The rest of us are all just stupid and we don't know what we're doing. And the fact of the matter is, is we're some of the most most well-researched people out there on the planet. Let's go out to the 608 area code. Hi. Welcome to Inside the Ally Primetime. Hi, Dennis. It's Murr. Murr, you're, you're the star of the show, man. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's misunderstanding people that don't use the Chetangas don't know what's going on there that, you know, if they're not used or, you know, you own one, uh, porn will get dropped in there. And if you check the IP, it's usually from Israel or Russia, supposedly. Mm, yeah, I have it from time to time, too. I just delete it. <laughs> right. I don't make it a big deal. Yeah, that Stat Miller knew about that Steve Elkins told him was one that CSR to hell has. And I had made a new one because he's assigned him and he abuses everybody. So anyway, that's the only one they knew about. So they, they got all crazy about it and had it taken down. And, and, uh, but Stat Miller signed in so he could get an account so he could go check this porn out apparently. <laughs> but anyway, I did get to tell him when I disguised my voice and called in and said, you know, unused chat rooms get porn dropped in them like I just told you. So, uh, you know, when something yeah. else had come up. But, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, again, I get it from time to time. Mur, I get it. I don't care about this issue to be honest. I get it from time to time myself and I just go back and I delete it. Right. You know, it happens. Here's Dennis, here's what it is. Roger Landry had been working on for a long time this TLB talk, okay, that they want you to sign in. And it's like like a chat room, like a Facebook thing, you know, and they want donations if you can do it or whatever. But so this is what they're really pressing for. So that's what the thing was about that and the and the chat rooms, really. They, they wanted to clear the decks for that. And he asked me to call him a couple different times, you know, an email. And I don't call anyone privately. And I don't trust him. I mean, he's he's done this kind of thing before, and it really was an overreaction when he yelled at me. He told me to go to hell, and then uh, spent a couple of shows later, 15 minutes, you know, going after me. Uh, Murr Hate, as uh, Chris in Las Vegas uh, said, oh, and about Chris in Las Vegas, he's in the hospital. Everybody pray for this man. He, he didn't sound good at all. I don't know. He, he, he really sounded near death, so please pray for him. I don't know what's going on with him. But uh, I'm sure you've heard of him, right? No, no, actually no. Uh, Murd, let's He's keep it moving. I, I got uh, one, two, three minutes. I got a lot of people trying to call in, so let me take these Alrighty, calls. Bye-bye. Okay, thanks so much. Uh, let's go out to the 614 area code. Hi, welcome to Inside the Alive Primetime. Yes. Yes, quickly. You got two minutes, man. We got Benjamin Rush Court against the medical tyranny from 200 years ago. I called up multiple people about this, and we've got the teaspoon, tyrannical media. We've got 
incremental, incremental tyranny by the Tuesday Mafia. Tyranny. And we got Benjamin Rush quotes. So we can shove the Benjamin Rush quotes. Yeah, okay, probably you do. Well, good. I don't care if you do or if he's a gunpowder. I don't give a crap. At least he put out the fact that the medical mafia was putting forth full crap against the white, black, Asian, African. Yeah, I'm not sure. I do know of a quote going back 200 or some odd years before the signing of the the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And he, I, I don't know the gentleman's name, maybe it's the same guy, saying that, look, if we don't put in specific protections on medical freedom within a couple hundred years or whatever, the medical industry will, con- you know, coalesce into such a strategic strong force that they will impose a form of medical tyranny over the nation. And so he was calling for a literal amendment, uh, like the Bill of Rights within the Bill of Rights protecting medical freedom. So, and, uh, if- I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to throw up Dennis. <laughs> I mean, this is disgusting. We should have put them, we should have put them down like rabid, uh, diseased animals. Well, you know, again, if, if societal collapse, we know who brought it about. Um, okay. Thanks, Ray. Thanks so much for the call. We got like one minute to go, everybody, uh, here on Inside the LI Primetime. Thanks again for all the calls. Uh, we should be going now into that break. There it is. So we are now done for the day. Thanks for listening, everybody. Inside the iLive primetime. We'll see you Saturday inside the iLive, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern. Thanks again for calling. Good night, everybody.